as we look at and I think it's important as we uh, look at this, we um, will take to heart that God wants, God does not want ignorant folks uh, in the kingdom. Uh, he does, he does, there's no room for fools in the kingdom. And so we want to understand wisdom. Uh, matter of fact, the Lord gave me the message for next week. Come on. Uh, uh, the whole idea of dealing with, I'm grown. Are you mature? Well, 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 we'll talk about that next week. We're going to talk today about wisdom. Let's follow in prayer. Father, as we come today, we just ask that you lead and guide us. Help us to understand your word when it comes down to wisdom. We toss things around. We um, go on Facebook, folks are quoting individuals left and right. I mean, just all of these various quotes. And, uh, and we look at the foundation of what wisdom really is and where wisdom really come from. Help us to understand it, help us to apply it to our lives and stay within the boundaries so that we may become wise. That's your goal because we're the citizens of heaven and the citizens in heaven, Lord, are wise. There are no fools in heaven. Lead and guide us now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, as we uh, go to our slide for this morning on this whole idea of wisdom, I wanted to at least uh, start off with uh, Proverbs. And there's a lot that we have to cover. So Proverbs 2, 6 says this, For the Lord gives, well then, when he says gives, that means it's a gift. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth. See where his source is? Uh, come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. Didn't say everybody. He didn't say the world, but for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. So you see, this is a special uh, group of folks that the Lord has this for. Everybody do not have wisdom. I don't care how smart. They might have gone to school, have their degrees, but you know there's educated fools too. Uh, but we'll talk about it a little bit later. Let's go on. Introduction. Are, we, are you wise? Finish this statement. I know that I am or am not wise because. If we took that and you didn't see the rest of this, would, would you say that you're wise? And some folks, oh, oh no, I'm just trusting the Lord. Are you wise? It's either you're ignorant, either you're a fool, or you're wise. There's no other groups. Okay. So the question is, are you wise? Wisdom is God's gift to those who know and obey him. That's our source. Now, there are three types of wisdom. First, you have the wisdom of God, who is the creator and true source of wisdom. That's what it says. So wisdom comes from God. Okay. The second is the wisdom of the world, which is driven, driven by satanic control and influence. Then the flesh, the wisdom of man, which is driven from his fleshly and worldly core values. Where do you think he gets core values from? The world, from the sin nature. And so you have these three levels of wisdom. Um, there are a lot of folks who are smart. They die smart. They die rich. But they die as fools because they never come to understand what wisdom is. My, my aim this morning 
is that at least get you to think along that line and you ask yourself, get into your mirror. You know you get into the mirror. Get into the mirror and ask yourself a, a question. Uh, mirror, mirror on the wall. Uh, am I wise? And you know for sure what you really are. We'll look at scripture and see whether you really are wise. Because God, if you're not, let's God go before you get home. Okay, well, let's go on. The essence of wisdom has three components that are necessary to become balanced and in sync with the word of God. Knowledge, understanding, wisdom. Again, knowledge, understanding, wisdom. These three are key. They are, matter of fact, um, I was in uh, a quick rabbit trail. I, I go to Proverbs and I listed the number of times fools of a fool, not foolish. I, there will have been many more, but how many times I uh, marked out fool in the old in the Old Testament in the book of Proverbs. And as it came to 48, I just found another one this morning, 49 types of fools that the Proverbs talks about. Well, my next goal now is to go through the same Proverbs and mark out wisdom. And the things that I'm learning from that, uh, just this morning, as I look at uh, day three in Proverbs, where it talks about wisdom. And so it's going to talk about these three components. Knowledge, receiving and processing information. You cannot be wise if you don't know. Remember, you always you hear me say, he who knows and knows he knows, he is wise. Follow him. He who thinks he knows uh, but don't know, he's a student. Train him. But he who says he knows and he does not know who's a fool, avoid him. Okay, so there's three. The first level is knowledge. The next one is understanding. Uh, understanding, comprehending, and establishing clarity of the item presented. And the next one is wisdom, applying the correct course of action to guarantee favorable results. Let me give a brief example. I, I shared it even at the uh, marriage retreat at one time. I had a microphone. And when I held the microphone, I had to say, well, what is this I hold in my hand? Everybody had the knowledge. Microphone. Good. Uh, so we, so everybody was on the same page with my, microphone. Then understanding. Uh, in other words, what's the purpose of the microphone? The purpose of the microphone is you do this, but it has to be plugged into a unit. You understand? It, yes. And it gives out so many this and this and the, and the waves. And it'll, it'll do a number of things when you use a mic. You can make yourself much louder with a mic. I saw a guy uh, at the youth center. He had a microphone, but it wasn't plugged in. And he was singing some type of song. And he was almost in tears. I said, this boy is not even plugged into the, to the unit. Oh, forgive me. The next one is wisdom. Applying the correct course of action to guarantee favorable results. Once you know, once you understand, then there's an action plan of wisdom. Wisdom, start applying the things that you already know and understand. God does not make you wise first, okay? But you have the capacity to become wise. Are you wise? Oh, well, let's go down next slide. Wisdom is mentioned 201 times or more in the word of God, depending on translation. Wisdom is not an accident. It cannot be discovered received 
or process by an unbeliever. One more time. Wisdom is not an accident. It cannot be uh, discovered, received, or processed by an unbeliever. Now, you can bring up any quote that you want. And the boy, that was a deep quote. Boy, that was really deep. I suppose so. But does it lead to spiritual walk with God? Or is it a, a quote on the observation of life? Wisdom get down to the bone as to where we belong. Oh, boy, I'm coming up high up poet at this point. I think it's important, though. Wisdom is so important for us, and it's not an accident. I think you get the point. Okay, with that said, let's consider at least four snapshots of wisdom. The resource of wisdom, the requirements for wisdom, the restrictions of wisdom, and the rewards of wisdom. And this is on the tip of the iceberg, but this is getting your idea that wisdom is not something you set aside. It's a way of life. If you're going to, if you, how you pray, how you talk, and everything else. Let's look at the resource of wisdom. When we talk about the resource of wisdom, uh, it goes as this. We'll probably go off with the verses. And it goes this. Um, the, it's purpose. Proverbs 2, 3, and 4. To know wisdom and instruction. To understand words of insight. Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3, to receive, to know, receive instructions in wise dealing and the righteous judgment in equity. First you know it, then you personally uh, uh, receive it, encapsulate it into your life. Then the next one is to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Uh, this is so the whole purpose, whole purpose of the Proverbs says, here's the reason why this thing is being given. Okay? Let's go on. The purpose. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and one who understands obtain guidance. Oh, what a blessing. The more you start getting wise, the more your level of creativity, the more uh, things become begin to come together, the dots begin to connect, you begin to see life from God's point of view. It makes you wiser. He says, let, let the wise hear and increase. No person who is wise is stagnant in their thinking, and in their thinking, in their hearing, in their hearing, in their applying. It's important that there's a progression in your walking with the Lord. The next one is to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Proverbs, the fear of the Lord, this word fear is the reverence of the Lord, is the beginning of, see the first word, knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instructions. Uh, King James, I think, have it, but fools despise wisdom and instructions. You want to see a fool? They believe me. That's not the person on the street. Um, you'll find some believers on the street. No, no, no. Um, you'll find that a fool is a person who has a high education, highly articulate in what they say, uh, well known, well loved, and he he's the one that has it all. Matter of fact, the Bible has one where the Lord said to the rich, uh, the rich man, "Thou fool." 
tonight thy soul is required of thee. Who have their place but not in it with the Lord? With the Lord. Okay, I think you get the idea. Consider this. Wisdom is a vital, is as vital as breathing, seeing, hearing, and eating. It possesses both spiritual and physical importance. And so if you've not been, uh, been having a hard time spiritually breathing, check out the level of wisdom and wisdom grow. You don't get a big slap on it. You grow in that wisdom. God our Father is willing and able to give us the wisdom to live a godly and productive life. But everything is tied into our, get this now, choice and willingness to obey him. Everything that happens to love saints of God is by choice. If you just sit down and vote, let me list about five things you regret. I could probably expand the list. List 10 things in your life you regret. Get that piece of paper out and just write how many times and how many times you didn't listen to the Lord and you decided to do your way. Don't be the hamster going on that wheel to keep going around and around. Get off the wheel. You're not a hamster. You're a son and daughter of God. And so we have to be willing to obey. And that's so important. Okay. I think you got the idea. Two, the requirements of wisdom. Well, wisdom has this requirement. In Proverbs 2, 1, 2, and 3 says, My son, if you receive my words, treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive. No, that's intentional. Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight, and raise your voice for understanding. You see how many times it says about understanding, say about wisdom. Um, it says, here's, here's the pattern now. It's, in other words, you're not going to just lay on your bed and all of a sudden you wake up and wisdom is in your head. Please. Uh, there's a process where you work. And that's why you do not get an automatic degree from any in the, uh, university uh, unless you do the homework. At least that's what that's the way it's structured. You have to do the homework to get the degree and be declared by the person who's given you the test that you have done everything you heard and you received and you applied. That's the pattern of life. And that's the pattern of God's word. It goes a little further though. Let's go to the next uh, slide. Proverbs 2.4. If you seek it like silver, and search for it as for a hidden treasure. If you, when you look, when you look for, I want to talk about seeking for silver and, and treasure. Please uh, avoid lotteries and all this other stuff to try to get rich. Um, it's very foolish. It's very foolish to spend what God has given you to get what you don't deserve. And then don't have the sense to, to, to spend it right. I was listening to one report of an individual uh, that uh, they said the, the norm of individuals who have gotten their millions of dollars basically has spent it up in four years. How did he manage to do that? Well, I'm the, that's not our subject for this morning. We'll deal with that another time. Proverbs 2.5. Then, after you've done all of the homework, after you've mapped out all the things you're supposed to do, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge 
of God. That's a whole new subject. When you understand, remember, add to your virtue, it didn't say wisdom. It didn't say understanding. It says add to your, your faith, virtue, and virtue, knowledge. Get to know God. When you get to know him, he'll affect your thinking. He'll affect everything you say and do. And you watch how you, what you see. You start uh, making some adjustment of how you see because you begin to see life from God's point of view. You begin to look at individuals and you begin to see that they are made in the image and likeness of God and you treat them on a level of dignity. And when you see that, although you may disagree with me, with them, may dislike what they do, you never stop loving them, being totally committed to them. Knowledge and wisdom give you that type of, of strength and fortitude and insight to do just that. Okay, well, I think you got it on that end. Consider this. There are those who will not experience the benefits of wisdom because of their flawed and earthly expectations. What are the characteristics of the recipients of wisdom? We'll talk about that, but let me just pause for a moment on this expectation. When I say those who will not experience the benefits of wisdom because of their flawed and earthly expectations, uh, during the course of counseling, and now it has been over 40 years, and the couples that have uh, come through the door, the first question I ask them is, what are your expectations? What is it you came through the door you have come through the door. What are you coming through the door with? You'll be surprised, the individuals that have come through the door for counseling. You had doctors, you had lawyers, wannabe baseball players and aldermen, whatever. They've been coming through the door. And I let them know, hey, you're coming for biblical counseling. Sign the sheet. You have to sign off. Because whatever your expectation is, it has to be from God's perspective. Or it's going to be an earthly perspective. And that's why a lot of them have problems in their marriage. And some believers are having problems in their marriage because they have flawed expectations of what marriage is all about. So what are the characteristics of the recipients of wisdom? Let's go on. Permit me to give you at least eight snapshots of those who have, cho who have chosen to distinguish themselves. So all of you distinguished folks, I just want to pat you on the back this morning. And those who are not, the door is still open. Uh, get, it, get through it before it's too late. Uh, don't die uh, not being wise when you have the opportunity. Number one, they know and believe in God. You can't get wisdom, true wisdom, lasting wisdom, vital wisdom, uh, influential, influential wisdom, without knowing God, do you know him? They are receptive. Those who are wise are not hard-headed rascals who hear, to God, hear God today and then walk off. They see themselves in the mirror and then turn their backs and walk away. They are accountable. God can always count on them to do the right thing. That's what the Lord said about Abraham. It said, I can count on Abraham to direct his, his family. The first thing we learned about Abraham, a man uh, uh, that uh, a friend of God, is that he was an accountable friend. He believed God. He was receptive. He was accountable. And that the next is they are disciplined. Just, just check yourself. Put uh, from one to ten. I am, I, I believe, I know and believe God. You, Give yourself a 10. 
hopefully. Then they are receptive. Do you listen to what God is telling you every day? If not, why? They are accountable. I know that I must be accountable because I'm available, which means that God will use my abilities, and I want to make myself accountable to God first. They are disciplined. They don't just have it in their head. They put it on paper, put it, put it on your, your laptop, iPad, uh, mobile phone, whatever you have. Put it on that just to remind you that you may become disciplined. The next one is, are they honest? It's important that we, if you're going to be wise, quit lying to yourself. And one of the, my hardest tasks in conference is to get individuals to quit lying to themselves. Matter of fact, here's the rule that I said in conference. I said, I'm giving you all this information. I said, this is one, then one thing that is a deal breaker. If I find that you're lying to me, then the counseling session is over. And I drew a line, uh, at that time I had a whiteboard, I drew a line on, on the board. And I said, when you start lying to me, and then I erased the line, I said, I don't know when you're telling me the truth. And what I'm trying to give you is truth. But if you lie to yourself first, there's no way. Do you really want this relationship to work? Yes or no? Yes. Be honest. Are you honest with yourself? Are you really walking with the Lord? Are you really into the world? Do you really pray? Be honest with yourself. Right now, what they call the Rima. God is taking you into a, in a small room, and he's getting you alone by, your, by yourself, and he says, you know you're not honest with yourself. Go ahead and say it. Confess it right now. To communion, you knew that you were not honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. They are diligent. They have the energy of the Holy Spirit in, in the in, in, uh, indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They are diligent, not putting it off to tomorrow. They are diligent to do the things that's pleasing and honor to God. They are faithful. Are you faithful? Are you diligent? They are trustworthy. Can God trust you to decide today and make it a lifelong pattern? Remember what I said? Please remember to give you these eight snapshots of those who have chosen to distinguish themselves. You have distinguished yourself regardless of what people think of you or say about Words don't change you, change you from the uh, outside. These words are coming from the outside trying to change your inside. Your inside have already been established. You know who you are in Christ. You know the word of God. You stand on the word of God. You know what you should avoid. You listen to the Holy Spirit. If you have your act together on the inside, don't worry about what the word is going to say on the outside. If they hate Jesus, they're going to hate you. If they love the word, they're going to love you. So don't gather, uh, adjust your standards of who you are and where you stand by this. Yeah, I think I pinched your ears enough on that. Okay. Wisdom is a gift and a privilege not right. A godly person possesses a different uh, perspective on life as he, she receives and understands from God's point of view. Core values and activities are always consistent with the will of God. Let me ask the question. The things that you're saying, the things that you're doing, are they consistent with 
the will of God. When I say that to you, remember the word of God is is two uh, two edged sword, by the son of, uh, of the soul and spirit, Jones and more, and the son of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It talks to me as well as it talks to you. It's a two edged sword. What I'm saying to you, I say to Don Rack. I cannot tell you or share with you what I'm not going through myself that comes from the word of God. Okay. All right. Uh, number three, restrictions of wisdom. The profile of wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Please remember, to avoid becoming proud, wisdom must be guarded, managed, and continued to grow. You know, I I uh, want to say this word, the word pride. Um, that is the thing that the Lord really dealt with, dealt with me in my life. It was anger and pride. Um, and one of the things the Lord had brought to my, all the things that I claimed and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've seen them fall apart. And, uh, and the Lord dealt with me for this idea of pride. Am I perfect? No, I'm perfecting. But the more I become wiser, the more wisely, wisely I, am, I set aside this whole idea of becoming prideful. It's not of God. It's an abomination. It keeps me in stagnation. It keeps you from growing. So wisdom must be guarded, managed, and continue to grow. Guard to it. Why should I guard it? Because if you don't guard wisdom, you'll lose it. <laughs> Once you get wisdom, does not mean, boom, you're wise for the rest of your life. You, it's a management. It's almost like you having a beautiful garden or whatever the case may be. It must be managed. You're going to have a beautiful home. It must be managed. No, don't leave a child alone. You train a child. If you have not trained it, then sooner or later it's going to be out of, out of uh, control. And so the whole idea is that it must be guarded, managed, and continue to grow. Are you growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? He keeps saying, but grow, the Peter says, in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay? The polluted form of wisdom. But if you have bitter, bitter jealousy, uh, and selfish ambition in your hearts. Do not boast and be uh, false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but that conjunction with a function is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. So the type of wisdom that, that comes from a person of jealousy and all these other things, you can rest assured that boasting is, is demonic and it's not from God. If it's not from God, then you know it does not be or should be a part of your vocabulary or your walk in life. 316. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Uh, I listened to a program when it comes down to, they were talking about uh, uh, drinking alcohol uh, and uh, drinking wine, et cetera, et cetera. And the guy made this very clear statement. He says, number one, he says, the church have a, a very quickly uh, lowered the, the standards on drinking. 
And when I look at YouTube and some of the things and some of the bottles they have on the table, uh, I know it's not Pepsi. It doesn't even look like Pepsi. Uh, Pepsi has in cans. And so the whole idea is this. What you consider as moderation, your children will take it to the next and highest level. And you encourage them by what you have done when it comes down to things that is not right. Do you know that in scriptures that uh, when it comes down to kings, they are not to be drunk with wine? And the type of wine they talked about is not talking about the wine we're talking about today. But the kings, it talks about that. Be careful. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every, it is now, every vow practice. And we can miss all the violence. It's not necessary. I don't want to go that route. This is, this is the result of not going to wisdom. The polluted form of wisdom. And the world actually think they're wise. And how do I know that they have come out of the university of foolishness? Number one, the fool have said, there is no God. Once you have taken God out of the picture, then the restraint on it is taken off and you start doing what you want to do. We are not permitted to do that. We're not permitted to badmouth. We're not permitted to do anything that is outside of the will of God. Well, I think you have the idea, the pattern of wisdom. But wisdom from above is first pure and then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. See, well, how can I be wise? How do I know I'm wise? Well, here we go then. But wisdom. Now, take take the word wisdom out for a moment. Put your name in it, okay? Uh, and, and see whether you measure up. Now, I'll put mine in. But Donald... Uh, wisdom from down to when God gives it from above, you find that uh, I become peaceful, I become gentle, I become open to reason, I become full of mercy, I become, I have good fruits, I am impartial, and I am sincere. I would challenge you to look at Proverbs 3, the third chapter, and it, and it gives a snapshot. Wisdom really shows out there, and it shows out, boy, to have wisdom. Is far exceeds gold and silver and all of the accolades of this world. Are you wise? Do you want to be wise? Do you need to ask God? Amen. Let's go on. Concerning this, when we possess God-given wisdom, we must remember that every area must be diligently managed. Remember that there is always a battle with the world, the flesh, and the devil. Every day. So we must keep it pure. Next, we must operate under the umbrella of the peace of God. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Okay. We must be open to reason from a biblical perspective. Always start, always start from a biblical perspective. How you approach an individual, always approach them knowing that they are greatly loved. I don't care how bad they act. I don't care how bad they talk. I don't care how bad they look. Understand, to the utmost, Jesus saves. And he'll go, he'll roll up his head. Across the Calvary, show that God rolls up his sleeve and go to the deepest, the worst situation. 
bring them out, wash them up, and, and bring a total uh, and radical change in their lives. So from a biblical perspective, we must use the full power and provision of mercy and, and good fruits. Are there times when people have pushed your last nerve and, uh, and they say, please forgive me. And you say, and please don't say this afterward. I forgive you, but, which cancels out everything that you just said. I won't forget. Uh, well, naturally you will not forget. The whole idea is remembering, but it's covered with mercy. Be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ with his mercy has forgiven you. And guess what? The mercies of God stays with us and nails us. I trust that you have that in place. Then we must be impartial. We must be impartial. We treat everyone on the same level. Saints, I just want to put it out there. If you feel in another way, any way, that I've been impartial and I have not treated you with a, with a level of dignity and whatever the case may be, we bring that to my attention. For me, that is not my intention. My intention is always for your ultimate good. The thing that will fill my heart is that you walk with God. And I don't want to be a hindrance to that. If you're praying, it's not because of what I've done to you that broke your spirit or made you discouraged. We must always be sincere. And where sincerity involves the whole idea of being honest and open and willing and receptive, are you sincere? Here is the norm of the kingdom living. Get ready for it, because guess what? That's what it's, that's what it's about. When we say, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing will there be? There'll be no gossip. There'll be no lying. There'll be no deception. There'll be no trying to steal somebody else's crown, all of those stuff. There'll be none of that mess. We will have a new way of thinking and acting. Saints of God, breathe and imbibe this word wisdom into your soul and your thinking. Amen. We've been very patient. Remember, our greatest struggle will be our old nature, the flesh. Okay? If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Well, then we'll wrap up with this last one. You've been very patient. The rewards of wisdom. Proverbs 2.6. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. That's what we start off with. Guarding the path of the justice uh, of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Didn't say the way of the world, the way of the enemies, of his, his saints, as personal, as his. Then you will then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity. And good and good and a very a very good path. You find all of this when it comes down to uh, the rewards. When it comes down to wisdom, it says Proverbs 
For wisdom, here's the reason why. For wisdom will come into your heart. Knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion, understanding. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding with God will, will guard you. Delivering you from the way of evil, from evil men, of perverse speech. We cannot afford for it not to be wise. It would be very foolish to remain ignorant and not make wisdom a part of everyday living. I want to challenge you today to think the word has been said. Of course, we, we send the notes and everything by email that you can go over to PowerPoint and, and also um, uh, the podcast and all the other areas that we send to you that you can go over this. But I just want to challenge you to do just that. Amen. Proverbs 2.16. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman. I'll be back. From the uh, adulteries with a smooth words. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep the path of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. The good life. How do you live a good life? The word of God makes it very clear. It is rooted in his will and in the way of God. You want to live a good life? Hang with the Lord. You can't help but, but live that good life. Amen. No, as you hang with him, the wiser you will become. Amen. One last thing. You know, I'm wrapping it up when you see one last thing. The only reason why there is a lack of wisdom in various churches is because it is in conflict with tradition, personal agendas, ignorance, and rebellion. Notice I said, I said church, I'm not talking about the world. I'm saying this stuff is going on in the churches and Satan's having a, a, a high time there. The Lord is, is willing and able to fill any vessel that is able and receptive to his requirements. Prolonged ignorance reveals a deeper and more cynical state of mind. It needs immediate attention. It is possible to lose our or deactivate God's gift. Remember, remember King Solomon. You know what? When you read uh, uh, King Solomon, and it says, "And God, he asked, uh, God said to Solomon, uh, as he finished praying, he said, "What do you want, Solomon? What do you want?" And he said, Lord, if you just give me wisdom how to follow these folks. And, and the Lord made it very clear. He said, I'll give you wisdom, wisdom that will never be like you will have, Solomon. But he gave Solomon a warning about the whole idea of going back to the requirements for kings. About foreigners and, and straying away from the world. And Solomon did that. And God fired Solomon. And God said that Solomon, the king will not reign on your throne. What a sad thing to say, but it happened to Solomon. Remember Solomon. God can give you the gift of wisdom, but you must maintain it. You must receive it, nurture it, maintain it. You must listen to wisdom. It's your coach. The Holy Spirit is right there with you, telling you what to do. There's no excuse for failure. But 
if you fail, not because, quote, I'm only human, throw that out, but if you fail, because of the battle with the flesh, then if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Do you lack wisdom? As we close in prayer, here's my prayer for you, Chicago Land Bible Fellowship Church. To those who will be listening to this podcast from various angles, if you do not know Christ as your Savior, He's still available. As long as you're breathing, take a deep breath, you still have a chance. Don't pass up a genuine opportunity. Uh, those of us who know the path is very clear, we recognize that we are sinners that we cannot save ourselves, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came in the flesh, died on the cross of Calvary for our sins, and our sins are washed away, contingent on, basing on our believing and accepting him as Lord and Savior. If you have not done that, then simply say, Lord Jesus Christ, I realize I'm a sinner, I cannot save myself. And I ask right now that you forgive me of my sins and make me yours. For those of us who are saved, our level of growth, and we'll be testing your growth when we talk about being grown. Uh, we just want to say this. We want to make sure that we're people who have embraced and imbibed this word wisdom into our spiritual lives. And you don't have to go around bragging. People are actually saved. Matter of fact, Jesus Christ will say, uh, will say, um, uh, back, let your light so shine before men to see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. But Lord, this is my prayer and my encouragement to the saints. Help us, Lord, to be the people that you're calling for in this day and time. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen.